Welcome back to Elevator Inspiration for Sunday School. We are actually are going, we are actually in our 11th lesson. This is going to be taught November 13th. As I mentioned last week, we're still looking at Paul. Paul sells for Rome. Now remember now, the theme is what does faith cost? Keep that in the back of mind as we flip through these slides here and look at the lesson. So we remember last week, Paul was speaking to King Agrippa, Festus, and Bernice. And we came to the conclusion, and I put it right here, Paul was more concerned about testifying for Jesus than more than about his freedom. He wanted to testify about Jesus before the Roman emperor. So God was going to give him that opportunity we, the setting starts in Caesarea, and you're going to see that here. We got three outlines that we're going to unfold. That first outline is Paul en route to Rome. We're going to look at verses 1 and 2 of the 27th chapter of Acts. So we are right next to the last chapter in the book of Acts. So let's look at it. So what we have here, we have two verses here. And I want you to notice the heading, the calm before the storm. So verse 1 says, and when it was determined that we should sail into Italy. Now notice now Paul is in Caesarea. And they deliver Paul and certain other prisoners unto the name Julius, a centurion of the Augusta band. So this is an elite group of soldiers here. Julius is head of this. He's a centurion. And verse 2 says, And they entered to the ship of Adrenium, we launch meaning to sail by the coast of Asia, and one Aristarchus, a Macedonian of Thessalonica, being with us. So this individual accompanies Apostle Paul. You can read about him uh, in some of Paul's letters. So he goes with Paul, and no doubt Luke is with him also. So I want to, I got a picture of a map here that I want to share with you. So this map, and let me move my slide, is I want to get a, a bigger picture here. So we start out in Caesarea. And from Caesarea, we sail north here to Sidon. And then we go around Cyprus here. And we stop in Myra. This is actually Asia Minor. And in Myra, we transfer ships. You'll see this in Acts 27, 2 and 6. There's a ship out of Egypt that is going to Rome. And this is right before the uh, winter season. I would say this is probably the last route because the emperor, uh, Caesar, actually buys this grain. And this is keep the troops and everything over in the winter. This is a very profitable ship. They have a a, a, a a ton load of grain from Egypt. Now, that's important. <laughs> I want to emphasize that. So they leave Mara, and they end up, and they have a little torment of bad weather. Paul's gets, um, is noted here. When they get to Fairhaven, they had difficulty. When they get to Fairhaven, Paul tried to reach out and he tried to tell 
the um the centurion and of course the captain who's an experienced um um professional individual in selling to stay here for the winter let's just camp here for the winter <laughs> and they do not want to do this because what they want to do is they want to go either to phoenix there because the port is more uh, comfortable um so that's west of the island of Crete. so what happens is they end up the weather gets bad and they drift out here for 14 days and this is where our lesson uh, takes place now my zoom question i'm going to ask on sunday afternoon is being in a storm does it mean that you are out of the will of god how do you know when one is out of the will of God? <laughs> All right, let's look at the next outline. The next outline is actually remain calm. Okay, I like this. We're going to look at uh, verses 33 through 44 here. Notice now I said it was out there for 14 days. So it states it right here. This is the 14th day. They've been tarried and they've been fasting. They had nothing to eat um, because they've been struggling out here on the Mediterranean Sea. Verse 34 says, Wherefore I pray you to take some meat. That's Paul saying this. For this is for your health. For there shall not a hair fall from the head of any of you. So now I want I want you to notice one thing. First, the apostle Paul need to appear before Caesar. He's on a mission. God has him on a mission. And he is not going to die because until he accomplish his mission. Second, all those settling with Paul will be divinely protected. And this is what Paul is trying to encourage them. They've been struggling. They've been out here for 14 days. They're in a storm. Verse 35. 35 says, And when he had thus spoken, he took bread, gave thanks to God. I like that. Because he's getting ready because they've been fasting. Not so much as fasting from a standpoint uh, of going through. Uh, when we think of fasting, many times we think of um, um, putting our plate aside for a spiritual reason. No. No. They use the word fasting here. Because they've been worried. They've been struggling. They hadn't had a time, uh, uh, time to eat nor sleep here. But Paul brings them together because we've got a break in the weather. He takes bread. He gives thanks to God right in front of them. He breaks the bread and begins to eat. And I like verse 36. Then were they all of good cheer. And they all took some meat. So it's amazing what food would do for you. It's amazing when you sit down and, and take a break, nourish yourself, you see things a little bit different. And then it says, and we were all in that ship, 203 scores, 16 souls, 276 people is there. And when they had eaten enough, I like this. They've been struggling for 14 days. The captain did not want to lose his cargo cargo because this is important but their life is more important than that and notice here it says in this verse here it says they cast out the wheat into the sea their life is more important than grain their hunger has been satisfied now they can think clearly and they realize what they need to do to survive
So my takeaway is this. I got three things. Think about when you are in a life storm. I think I'm in a life storm right now um, on my civilian job. I got to learn how to remain calm, encourage myself and others around me. That's my takeaway from that. All right, let's get to our last outline. Our last outline is Paul trusting response in the storm. So his trusting is going to lead to something. I, I want to read this from the message because I think this gives us a clear picture of what is happening. At daybreak, now remember now, 14 days at daybreak, no one recognized the land. But then they did notice a bay with a nice beach. They decided to try to run the ship up on the beach. They cut the anchors loose, the tiller, raised the sails, ran before the wind towards the beach. But when, but we didn't make it. Still far from the beach, we hit a reef and the ship began to break up. Oh boy, they've been on the ship. They see land. They try to rush that ship onto the beach and they hit a reef and the ship began to break apart. And look at the next verses. Now back into the King James Version. And the soldier council was to kill the prisoners. Now that's, that's interesting when you think about it. Because if you, in turn, it was a, um, 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 a, a Roman decree, if you are a god over prison, if that prisoner escaped whatever punishment that prisoner was to receive, you was going to take that punishment. If that prison was going to hang, you was going to hang. <laughs> so what they decided to do is, let's kill all the prisoners, but notice the intervention by the centurion, willing to save Paul. Notice what Paul has done, has encouraged them, has said no one is going to be lost, had even tried to stop them from uh, uh, selling to Phoenix, but they didn't obey. And it says, he kept them from their purpose and commanded that they could swim, should cast themselves first in the sea and get to land, and the rest, some on boards and some on broken pieces of the ship, and it came to pass that they escaped all safe to land. There was one that swam to land. There was one that got on board. And they floated to the land. But all 276 were saved. You know, Julius, my takeaway is willing to save Paul, resulting in saving all the prisoners. And so when you stand for God, he will always intervene on your behalf. Think about that. So what is my lesson learned? What is my lesson learned from this right here? It's simple. Although the storm blocked Paul's journey to Rome, God protected him. In other words, even though you are in a storm, a storm of life, you are not out of God's will. Sometimes the storm is precisely where God wants you so he can intervene and provide an opportunity for you to accomplish his purpose. Think about that. When life storms hit you, don't think that you are out of God's will. 
you're right where God wants you to be. That's magnificent. So wait a minute, I'm sorry, I forgot my thought. Is that God calms life storms. Only God can calm life storms. Okay? All right, so let's spend a few minutes in reflection. Our key verse says, and the rest, some on boards and some on broken pieces of the ship. And so it came to pass that they escaped all safe to land. Wow. Think about that. In life storms, and that's what I got from this. You know, we might not be on a ship, but we do go through storms in our lives. We go through unforeseen things. Sometimes we get a... Um, um, a reassignment on our job. We might get fired from our job. We might find out that that um, um, we go through a divorce unexpected. It might be in a car accident unexpected. We might have a serious illness unexpected. These are life storms that comes our way. It does not mean that we are out of God's will. We are in God's and when we are in God's will, God has a purpose for us. And we must realize what that purpose is. Think about that. God has a purpose for us. And we must realize that we have to fulfill that purpose despite the storms that's in our lives. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, allow us to always trust you, even though the storms, even during the storms of life. Enable us to rely more on you even when the unforeseen occurs while realizing that you are always, and I mean that, always in control. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you.